0: Welcome to the Irresistible You podcast. This is the place to get a dose of empowerment to create the life you crave and deserve. I'm your host, Amy, with two Es, and I'm the CEO and founder of Irresistible University. Through my podcast, I teach women just like you how to ditch the body image issues, gain confidence, and lose the emotional weight to look and feel irresistible at any size. Welcome back to the podcast. This is going to be episode 205, and today I am talking about the art of slowing down in the winter. Before I get into the details of this episode, I just want to remind you that the best way to subscribe to the podcast is through the Amazon Music app. If you are an Amazon Prime member, you have access to Amazon Music ad-free. There are millions of songs, millions of podcasts, and you will get notified each time I release a new episode. So if you haven't already, make sure you do that. And if you're not a Prime member, I have an invitation for you for a 30-day free trial. Go and check out the show notes to grab that invitation. All right. So first things first, I want to address the elephant in the room and that is my audio. I am having all the tech issues this week. All of a sudden, my big, fancy microphone is not connecting to my laptop. I'm having issues with that my Chromebook is on its last leg, my regular computer's on its last leg, like all my tech is just not working with me today. So I apologize in advance if there's weird audio sounds. It's not going to sound as crisp and clear as other episodes, but that's okay because done is better than perfect and it's more important to me to get this episode out there than to skip it and not have anything come out for you guys. So it really does tie into, though, my my theme for this week. And, and for those of you that like to watch on YouTube, bear with me because video is still very new for me. I'm still learning how to do the best way, best practices for recording, for editing, uploading and all of that. And so it's just it's a lot easier to throw a mic on, say what you got to say. You don't have to get ready. You can just, you know, get on here and blabber away. Video is much different. I am recording this um, for video, but I don't know if it's going to come out well because it's my... Anyway, I'm having issues, guys. I'm having issues, (laughs) so I don't know how well this episode is going to be um, when it comes out, but I'm going to do the best that I can. And interestingly enough, this week's episode, what I'm talking about is the art of slowing down. I've been very much intrigued by this concept. I've been seeing it, you know, here and there. And I, before I even kind of knew it was a thing, I experienced what that's like during Christmas break, which I really put a little bit of that in the first episode of the year that came out, the New Year's transition episode, where I just really enjoyed this year in terms of not working slowing down, enjoying my home, enjoying doing the slow life things that I think I quite often fight against because I don't want to miss anything. I am very much someone who always feels as if I'm not doing enough. That I have and and I just I have a brain that wants to do so many things, right? I want to be the best podcaster I can be, the best mom I can be, the best wife, the best homekeeper, the best of whatever it is I'm doing. And I have my hand in all of these different jars. And sometimes I feel that I'm stretched too thin and I can't do good at any of them. Or I often feel that I'm not doing enough, like, especially with content creation, too, right? It's like you. You put all this research and thought into a podcast episode, you get it recorded, you get it out there, and that's not enough. You have to then disperse that across social media. So you, and let me tell you, like, I'm really trying to up my reels game, my short content game, and those things, even though they're very short, it is easier for me to sit down and record a 45 minute podcast than a 15 second reel. It's just very challenging, but I'm learning, I'm pushing myself out of my comfort zone. And then you get these things put out there and then people consume it and they're on to the next thing and they need more and they need more and they need more and they need more. And I think social media has done well (laughs) with making us all feel that we're not doing enough, whether you're a content creator or whether you're a content consumer. And you know when you're consuming content, And you see people in their 15 second reels who have everything or so it seems materialistically, right? Or they put on a front or you see the kids. And I will even tell you, like some of the things I put where you see my kids and they're so cute and they're doing their activities. Y'all, it's a shit show behind the scenes. Okay, like (laughs) it's a shit show sometimes. And sometimes as moms, we only get a 30 second you know, moment of silence and peace where they just look like these idealistic little children doing their crafts. But anything outside of that 30 seconds, it's a shit show. And, um, you know, social media can make us, we can definitely get into our feels, we can feel like we're not doing enough, whether it's, again, when you're a creator, you feel like you're not creating enough, you're not recording good enough, you don't have good enough video, you don't have good enough this. Always having to think of something to say. And as a consumer, you can get into the comparison trap. So my brain is always one to feel like I'm not doing enough. Like I have things I always want to research. Like, you know, I'm someone who wants to get consumed in a book or a movie and then go research it afterwards. And I want to learn. And I, I just have this um, never-ending thirst For knowledge, for research, for learning, and I always am fighting against feeling that there's not enough time to do all the things that I'm passionate about that I want to do, and I really, really do struggle with this, and I think, so just to take it back a notch, um, going back to 2020, right, And everybody was complaining, right? So 2020 had a lot of negative things that happened. Obviously, we had a sickness. We had a pandemic. We had people passing away. We had people getting ill. And I don't want to minimize that or you know belittle that in any way. I want to recognize that. But what I also want to recognize is that for some of us, it actually was very comforting in the slowing down part of the pandemic when everything shut down. And again, I don't want to, you know, if you're someone who wasn't able to work or you lost your job or your hours got cut, I, my heart goes out to you and this is not what this is about. I'm just sharing something from my point of view in the sense that when everything shut down and you couldn't even go get your nails done, you couldn't get your hair done, you couldn't get your Botox, you couldn't get your, you know, your spa work done, you couldn't get those things. You couldn't go to kids sports. You couldn't go to activities. You couldn't do all this crazy shit that we are running around chasing our tails for. It was actually, in a way for me, um, comforting to be on a level playing field where nobody could do those things. And we had to slow down. It was very comforting in that way. And I have to say, I was annoyed when things started to open up because I liked not having the crowds. I liked having to be home a lot of the time. And I I know some people had that experience and some people didn't. That's just for me personally. And I think that's what happened for me during Christmas is this intentional, this one was intentional, COVID wasn't obviously, but like this intentional slowdown where... I just got to be and there was no expectations there was no work there was no schedule there was no school there was no cheerleading there was no activities and i really leaned into that and i think a lot of times i like i said i fight against that stillness because i always feel like i'm supposed to be doing something whether that is researching, whether that is writing an episode, whether that is work, whether that is out and about, adventuring, doing things, exploring. I always feel like I need to be out somewhere and and that being home, just relaxing isn't good enough or it's lazy or it's um, I'm not, you know, when we talk about living life to the fullest, I really don't like that phrase. I really don't like the connotations behind it. Because for someone like myself, it it evokes a lot of anxiety when you tell me to live every day like it's my last, live your life to the fullest. Like I get the sentiment, and I am someone who definitely one of my pillars in Irresistible You is being in the moment. And I think there's a difference between being in the moment, being present, being at peace in the moment, whether you're doing nothing or whether you're doing a vacation or something adventurous, You can still be in the moment. I think when you say live every day like it's your last, that, like just saying it makes my stomach hurt. It makes me feel anxious. It makes me feel, really makes me feel like I'm not doing enough. Um, That's a lot of pressure, right? Because if we're living every day like it's our last, we're not going to get it all done. Because, like, and there's a lot of things that if I knew today was my last day, I, I wouldn't. No offense, but I wouldn't be recording a podcast. I wouldn't be taking my kids to school. <laughs> I wouldn't have um you know, got up and cleaned the kitchen. I wouldn't have put laundry in the in the washer. Like there's a lot of things that we have to do to maintain and survive within our lifestyles that I would never do if I knew it was my last day on earth. Like who the hell would want to do those things, right? Like so that saying, that say, I don't like it. I don't like talking about live every day like it's your last. Live to the fullest. Like That's a lot of pressure. And so my thing about that is just be in the moment. And I know that's one of my guiding principles, and I have to remind myself of that, especially when I get the busy brain who just, it's like my brain is going a million miles a minute. I don't know where to begin. I have a thousand things that I want to do, a hundred things that I have to do, and I don't know where to begin. So for me, it's about being in the moment, which means being present, meeting myself where I am, and even if it's a monotonous, you know, boring Monday, still being in the moment and appreciating that moment that I have, right? Because... Not everything we do has to be this big, adventurous, glamorous, sexy thing that we're doing and we're putting it all over the gram. Like, it's the everyday little things. And so, sometimes, so this was not intentional, but I was, um, I, I store all my photos on Google Photos, which I love the app. I love, I just, I love how it's organized. And so, I was scrolling through Google Photos and... You know, as you go backwards through the scroll, it's like this, it's like, it's literally your life is flashing in front of your eyes and you're going backwards in time and you're seeing your kids like, like it's just, um, it's really crazy. And, you know, some days feel really hard and monotonous and I'm not doing enough. I'm not successful enough. I'm not where I want to be. Uh, You know, weight-wise or, you know, business-wise or financially-wise. Like, there's just a lot of things that we're constantly feeling like we're never going to get there. And we forget where we came from. And when I scroll back through these photos, my first thought is, you have a beautiful life. Like, (laughs) I can cry thinking about it. Like, your life is beautiful and it's full, and it's hard, and it's fun, and it's easy at times, and you've created this for yourself. And, you know, that really helps with the not good enough feelings where you think you're not doing enough or you don't think you look good enough. Like, I'll scroll backwards even a year ago where maybe I didn't feel that great about how I was looking, and I'm like, you're beautiful. Like enjoy where you are now because in five years from now you'll yearn for five years ago and 10 years from now you'll yearn for 10 years ago and you know I've really gotten in the habit of saying like oh I'm so old like because I'm in my 40s now I'm 42 and like I guess when I was younger, when you're younger, 40 feels like an ancient person. When you're in your 40s, you still don't feel 40. Like, I don't feel like I'm 40. I still feel like someone in my 20s. And then I look in the mirror and I'm like, okay, I, we're not. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. And I've heard my parents say that too. And they're in their 70s. So I think your body and your face ages but, in your mind, you're still that young, like carefree person. you didn't have a choice in the matter. like we don't have a choice in the matter of aging, and so I really want to get out of the habit of saying like old jokes about being forty and because when I am seventy, is gonna look really young, and I know I'm gonna look back on those forty year old pictures where you know, like oh my God, look at the crow's feet coming in and the the wrinkles coming into my forehead and be like. No, you look good. Like, So we don't always appreciate who we are and where we are in the moment. And we all have to do a better job of that because the time, as you know, it just ticks by. And it's just like that that funny meme that's like, I want to be the same fat that I was in high school, that I thought I was in high school, <laughs> where we thought we were so fat. We thought we were so gross. We thought we were so ugly. We didn't think we were good enough. And when you look back, you're like, well, could I have that body now? Because that body's banging, okay? <laughs> like, um, so enjoy where you are now and recognize that you are where you're supposed to be and your life is beautiful. It's chaotically beautiful. It's imperfectly perfect. And that's how it's supposed to be. And, you know, especially when you have kids, man, it's like the time... The days can be really long and the phases can be really long. And we're going through a phase now with Javi. Like the three, like he's almost three, he'll be three and a half in April. And you know that phase where they transition from the crib to the toddler bed. Well, that's where we are. I've hung on to this crib as long as possible. We even had the crib canopy so he couldn't get out He learned how to unzip it. He's been jumping out. He's been coming in our room in the middle of the night, not taking naps. And this is like a hellacious transition time. For those of you that have raised toddlers or are in the thick of it, you understand me. You feel me, right? Like I need, I'm an introvert. I need my downtime. I need quiet time in the middle of the day. And we haven't been getting that with this you know, nap thing that's... You know, Javi was such an, like, amazing napper. He would nap for, like, three to four hours. And losing that has been really hard because he's getting up. He, he goes in his room, and five minutes later, he's out. And that's been really challenging. And what's also challenging about it is the fact that the this boy is tired, okay? And so everybody knows what a, th- a tired three-year-old is like. It's not a good time. And when we... Like, so yesterday... And we went to a museum. I was like, let's get out of the house in the afternoons because normally I work because Hobby's napping. And I'm like, no, we need to go enjoy this time when they're little. Like, this is why you work for yourself. This is why you have the schedule that you have, that you have the ability and the freedom to do what you want. And so we went to this museum and, you know, driving there, it's, it's about a 45-minute drive from my house. This kid in like 10, 15 minutes was already asleep, okay? so And this has happened a bunch of times where – he is clearly tired we're going through it right now and it's really hard but the hard times feel like they last forever but then when you look back it all goes so quickly like i was watching videos just from two years ago of catalina and her little baby voice like Now she's just a kid. She makes gross first grader jokes. (laughs) Like she's just a kid and she's still so amazingly sweet. And I love her so much, but like that little baby voice, that cute little innocent baby voice. I'm like, oh my God, like it's gone. And this was two years ago. And the time just, it, it scrolls by so quickly. And I've really been researching. I've just been in my cozy era. And I've never felt comfortable leaning into being at home, being cozy, being okay with being at home. I've never been a homebody. I've always been out and about. You know, before I had kids, it was always like, where's the party at? What club are we going to? How late are we staying out? I don't want to go home. Like... <sighs> I'm not sure why that is. I mean, I know I'm like a party person and I love to party, but I also love to be home too. And I love to curl up with my blankets, with my dog, watch corny Lifetime movies and just relax. And it's okay to slow down. And I think I'm in this space of like giving myself that permission to slow down. And we have this thing that's embedded in us about the new year. Right. That and I talked about this in the transition episode, how we're supposed to just go from relaxing, living in our little snow globes, watching our Hallmark movies, you know, eating and relaxing and drinking and just be chilling at home to, OK, it's January 1st. Go, 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 go. Let's go back to the crazy lifestyle and we better like hit the ground running and be perfect. And that's just not how it should be. January to me, what it really is is it's a time to regroup. It's a time to um, slow down. you know, look at the look at what happens in nature in winter, right? Hibernation, everything is like shedding, has shed its layers, has shed its leaves, has shed its flowers so that we can be reborn again in a couple of months and i think if we take a hint from nature and we had, like i saw someone the other day who said no the new year doesn't really start until march and i was like that is so true like this should be the time that we have our heads down we're getting cozy at home we're relaxing we're taking it slow we're we're and and let's be very clear right taking it slow easing off the gas doesn't mean we're throwing our dreams and our goals out the window. It means that we're moving at a much more calculated, slower pace in order to get there. And that is okay. And I think that's how we should be doing it. And that's what I've been embracing. Like I have just been so into like my house and being cozy. And then I feel like, I have to second guess myself where I'm like, is this depression? Because my depression would always tell me, don't leave the house. It's scary outside. Like I had agoraphobia when I was 18 and it was, it was awful. Um, And so my depression would say, no, no, no. Laying in the house, doing puzzles, playing games with the kids. You know, the other night we did the magnet tiles on the floor, like, When you sit at home and do that and you're not being active and you're not moving your body and you're not outside, you're not doing good enough because you're going to get depressed. And so then I say, well, am I depressed? No, I'm not depressed. Um, My depression is, you know, is, is ebbs and flows for me and it's being managed. And I don't feel the darkness of like, stay at home, don't go anywhere. Like, that's not what I'm feeling. I'm feeling peace about it. I'm feeling, this is what I wanna do, right? I don't wanna go for, I don't wanna bundle up in jackets and go for a walk outside when it's 40 degrees. I'm not enjoying that, right? I'm not gonna force myself to do that. And I think that's the other thing is that if it feels normal, if it feels good, then just do that. We don't need to force ourselves to do anything. And so, you know, check in with yourself and, you know, make sure that it's not the depression or the anxiety talking, that it's, it's what you're really craving. Like, what is it that you're truly craving? And for me, it's been to slow down, to go at a slower pace, to, you know, be in the house and do arts and crafts with the kids because my God, they just love that kind of stuff. And I love doing that with them, you know, um, you know, playing Roblox, I'm not a, Ro- my my daughter loves Roblox, and I got the app, so my husband plays too, with her. Like, we play with her because I want to be involved, right? I didn't understand the game. I had heard some negative things about it, and I'm like, well, then you need to just be on the game too, and you need to learn about it, and you need to be involved. And it's fun. Like, I play with her. I don't, I would never get out my phone and play by myself. I play with her, and that's a good time. You know, just doing that kind of stuff, like slowing down, enjoying being home. You know, even, you guys know I hate cooking, and I've been cooking a lot, and I think that's helping in my weight loss, obviously. It's helping with my financial goals, (laughs) obviously. Um, But you can slow down and still make progress. And I think sometimes you can even make, like, more progress or more um, intentional progress because your brain isn't going a mile a minute trying to do all the things. And also, you know, leaning into other people's problems are not my emergency. If you didn't get something to me on time and you missed your deadlines, that is not my emergency. It will get done tomorrow, right? Like I'm going to choose peace. I'm going to choose me. I'm going to choose my family. I'm going to choose that peace versus your chaotic, non-emergency emergency. Like nothing is truly an emergency unless you're hurt, unless you're going to the hospital, you know, those kind of situations. Not finishing a document is not an emergency, okay? It's just not. And, you know, I, I don't know if I shared this with you guys. I might have shared it. I'm, I, I really don't remember because it took me a long time to even, I didn't want to talk about it. Um, but I can't afford to put stress on my body. Um, I can't afford to put stress on my heart, right? So I had a heart ultrasound this past summer and I have the beginning stages of, um, I have a heart murmur, which they discovered, which is what triggered me having to get the ultrasound. And I have like the, the very mild beginning stages of um, aortic stenosis. And, you know, my my dad had to have a heart valve replacement that you know, very well might be in my future years from now. And it has scared me to death. You know, when it's anything, especially your brain and your heart, it's like, whoa. And so I'm not going to go into cardiac arrest for something like that. It's not worth it to me. And I'm not going to put that stress on my body and my brain. And, you know, it's just... When we think about health, you have to remember your mental health controls a lot of your physical health and the things that you're thinking, the the way you're reacting, like if you're constantly in fight or flight mode, survival mode, stress mode, you are actually putting that into physical stress on your body and your organs and stress causes medical conditions and we have to keep that in mind. And so I will always choose my peace over anything else. Okay. Um, But I want you to just take notice, right? Like it's the winter, we should be in hibernation mode. We should be just in that mode of like comforting ourselves, nurturing ourselves. And I have to laugh because (laughs) if you go on YouTube, you guys, and Google um, the art of slowing down, slowing down in winter, there are all of these videos. Like it was a whole genre that I didn't even know was like a thing. I didn't know it existed. I was just like, you know, curious as I was looking into, um, you know, researching for this topic for the episode. And there's all these videos, these beautiful videos, like the cinematography in these videos is everything and they're calm and the girls talk like this and we are slowing down in the winter and we are watching the snow fall, the fresh fallen snow and I'm gonna make a homemade soup. And it's like all these things that would never be part of my lifestyle. You would never hear me talking like that. You would never see me doing these things. And I have to laugh when I envision, I'm like, are any of these women moms? Because, I can just envision me in like my like house on the prairie dress making a homemade which just me and that um, number one is hysterical me making a homemade pie is hysterical if you know me and just imagining the children (laughs) like imagining the shit show of a circus that goes on in my house between the hours of four to eight p.m. is just it's unmatched right like Kids are screaming. They're One minute they're playing peacefully. The next minute they're arguing because someone else took something. Chewy is always taking their toys and chewing them up. And it's just... It, so I like to watch these because it's so out of who I am that it's comforting. I like the voice. I like how calm it is. Like it calms me down. It calms my overstimulated nervous system down. And I like to take, you know, bits and pieces from that of like, okay, well, how can I slow down when I am a mom of, you know, a toddler and a first grader and I have a business and, you know, just how do I slow down? How do I lean into, especially in this season of, huh, my three-year-old no longer takes naps and like gets up in the middle of the night now and comes to my room, like, how do I lean into that when my life can be a shit show um you know so so we take it and we take it in spurts we take it where we can we slow down where we can Um, but i want you to notice like the season changing i say this like i'm really big on this and i always talk about this i see it's it feels like but there's always this moment in the summer where we're in the pool and it's like mid, like mid August ish, and I'll see a leaf just randomly fall into the pool, and I'm like, oh, here we go, here we go, uh, and I start to notice this. It's this really small shift. It's still hot as hell, right? But you start to notice there's this difference. There's a you can feel it, and you have to be really in tune with being in the moment and like. To, to notice these things because when you're go, 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 you don't notice it. And then you're that person who's like, I don't know where the time's going, right? Which I feel like we all go through that. But this this helps with that feeling. And so I noticed it was right after Christmas. You know, because, you know, summer, uh, winter solstice comes and we all know that every day after that, the days get longer again. And no matter what's happening in our lives, the seasons will always be the seasons. They will always transition and change. We can count on that. And I noticed like during Christmas break, I was like, just this teeny tiny little bit, it's getting darker later, right? And then I started noticing, there's just that different feeling. So spring is already, it's 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 happening guys, like the transition is coming. We are moving from winter to spring. And I'm really big on not wanting to just be shocked by that. Like notice the changes. Like the, the other morning, I think it was this morning, actually, the the birds were chirping. I'm like, here we go. Like it's it's happening, right? Like the little transitions are happening. It's getting darker later. There's a di- even though it's cold right now, there's something different in the air that you can smell it, you can feel it, you can sense it. You know, and I got the email from our lawn people today to start signing up for your spring cleanup. And I've already scheduled the pool opening for the spring. Like, life is always coming at you. It's always shifting. It's always changing. It's not a surprise. And, you know, if there's ever a time to slow down, unless you're an accountant right now, (laughs) my heart goes out to you. Unless you're an accountant, January is the time for you to... Really hibernate, rest, stop the go 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 shit. Um, get out of that typical New Year's Eve mindset that you have to be perfect in January. I think January is a time for reflection. January is a time for planning. January is a time for like refining what you what you're doing, like perfecting what you want to do. And um, I have to laugh at that also because. <laughs> my daughter, uh, she's in competition cheer now and we're getting ready to go on a cheer competition season. It's my first time doing this. And there's like a competition every single month. And like, isn't that ironic? Um, so <laughs> that will be a little bit of go, go, go. But I'm I'm excited for it. I like the energy. I like the exci- Like It's exciting. I really do enjoy it. I don't know what I'm going to do though when I have kids, two kids and two activities. That's going to be a whole nother like level of circus that i'm not sure how we're gonna do but just like anything in parenthood like we have figured it out as we go we've made things work and again sometimes it feels like this is so hard this is like i can't do this anymore blah 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 and then go look back on those pictures and you're like okay my life is really really beautiful and if you don't have those pictures to look out on you got some work to do. You need to start, you know, that's all we really have, right? Are those memories. And you need to go out there and take the pictures, get yourself in the picture, put the self timer on, get out there with your kids, like create those memories. So that is really just about all I wanna share um, is let's just practice the art of slowing down. Let's The art of wintering, as they call it and i'm going to i'm going to be working on that a little bit more because as we know the winter is we're we're breezing on through it guys i mean we're about to have 70 degree days here in virginia like <laughs> i can't it was like in the teens a couple nights ago and now we're going to have like 70 degree temps because the world is crazy so anyway, we're gonna end on that note. Again, I just want to remind you to subscribe to the podcast using Amazon Music. If you are not an Amazon Prime member, you can sign up with my invitation for 30-day for a free 30-day trial. And also, I have two series now going on in the podcast. We have our flagship episode, which is what this is like the meat, the meat and potatoes of the podcast every week, if you will. And then we have the sides, the desserts. (laughs) We have the 10 pounds, 10 times series where I am chronicling my current weight loss journey with trisepatide injections, which is the compounded version of Munjaro. And we are also, I have just also released another series called Irresistible Links. For those of you that were blog readers of mine like many moons ago, That was a series that I used to do on my blog where I would do a roundup post of links, products, things that I'm loving. And that's what I'm doing on the podcast is it's kind of like a commentary where I'm sharing news and updates about body image, weight, Um, confidence, plus size fashion, like things that are hitting the headlines, things I'm seeing on social media, and then also like products and things that I'm just really loving that I want to share with you guys as well. So that first episode is already up. It's episode 204. Go and listen to that. And I am going to wrap up on that note. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Until then, stay irresistible. Bye, guys.